It's, um, it's a real joy for me to be able to be with you guys this morning. And thank you for having us. Thank you for your welcome. Um, uh, both Steve and Lou have been incredibly inspiring to Jody and I over the years. And, um, and so I was, uh, yeah, it was a joy and an honour to be able to be, to share with you this morning. Um, especially in January at this time of year where everyone's starting to think about the year ahead. Perhaps you're back from holidays now and you've decided now that you're, now you're going to make your plans for the year. Maybe some of us are holding off on those plans because the year doesn't really start until February. But um, whatever it is for you, I remember being at the beginning of a year and I was driving uh, to, uh, to the Alpine region of New South Wales. I was going to go on a retreat. I had um, a friend who owned a sheep station there, hundreds of thousands of acres of land to explore. I was going to go hiking. I was going to go walking around and exploring that region for about three days. And I had a um, little sheep uh, shearing shed to, uh, to sleep in out in the middle of nowhere, nobody around, and I was really looking forward to my time. It had been a really busy year, and so I thought I'm going to take a couple of days out, go and um, just go and clear my head, get some fresh air. It's going to be beautiful that part of that time of year. And so I went and and spent some time in this place. I got to the shearing shed after, you know, it was about a six-hour drive to get there, and I rolled out my swag on the ground, and I thought to my, I was all set up, ready to go, put the kettle on, happy days, ready for my next few days. And I thought to myself, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to sit down for a minute. I feel a tiny bit tired. So I'm just going to sit down on my, uh, on, my, uh, on my swag. And then the next thing I knew, I woke up and it was the next day. I was like, gee, what happened there? It was crazy. The sun was up and the birds were chirping. And I thought, what just, what just happened? So then I got up and I, um, I didn't have fish and bread. I should have had kippers. That meal, I'll tell you what, that's, that's going to be my, that's my dream breakfast. That, that breakfast, there's a nice salty fish with a little bit of crusty sourdough and, you, you know, a bit of salt and some lemon on top. Oh, my gosh. I'm ready for that. So, um, so we had this, so I woke up the next day, made my bacon and eggs, and I was ready, I ate my food, had some, um, had some coffee, and then just thought, oh, I'm about to go out and put my boots on, about to go out for a walk, and I thought, well, what I'll do first is I'm just going to sit down, just have a rest. And I woke up, and it was the next day. You see, I'd entered into a space where my body and my heart and my mind was in free fall. I was, I'd been so busy my year was so full, I'd reached a point where I was like looking over the fence, peering over the fence into the land of burnout. And I got back from that trip and explained what had happened to, a, to an advisor. And he, and he got me to fill out one of these forms. And he said, what, um, how many holidays do you have owing to you? And I, and I started to calculate. And he said, whatever you've got, you need to take it because you, you're in trouble. You're on the edge of, and if you keep going this way, this is not going to be good for you. And I want to talk to you today about New Year's resolutions, because New Year's resolutions, you all make them, we all make them. There's a list of things that you've got to do, that you're going to do this year that are going to make your life better. A list of things that you know, you're going to drop those kilos or take up a hobby or do something new or meet a new friend or try a new group or buy a new wardrobe or renovate the kitchen. You're going to do all of these new things this year. 
But I think the key to your 2020 is not going to be the things that you put into it, but the things that you take away. It's not going to be the things that you, the more things that you do that are going to make your year, but it's going to be the things that you take out of it. I'm talking about New Year's resolutions. Because if, you're, if we're driving so hard all the time, push, 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 onto the next, onto the next, onto the next, onto the next, you can fill up your entire year with stuff, but not actually do anything that perhaps the Lord's leading you into. You just end up doing things. You just end up multiplying activity over and over and over again. So perhaps 2020 is about doing less and not doing more. The answer to my shearing shed conundrum isn't, well, I just need to do more things and I'll, I'll, I'll work my way out of a funk. It was my body just telling me, Matt, you, I know you want to get out and you want to explore all of this territory, but I've just, you've driven here just to sleep. You just need to rest. And I couldn't do anything else other than that. When we think scripturally about it, you think about the book of Genesis right at the beginning. God rested from all of his work on the seventh day. He created everything, saw that it was good. And then it was on his seventh day that he saw all that he'd made. And he said that it was very good. Isaiah says that in rest and repentance, you will find salvation and strength. The Lord had said to Moses at another time, the Lord will fight for you. Moses was standing on the edge of the sea, worried about the army that was behind them and the sea that was in front of them. And the Lord said to Moses, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. David, the psalmist, said, that, said uh, in one of the psalms that you, that you and I perhaps will know, if you um, is, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down. He makes me lie down. That was my experience. At another point in time, Jesus was being pressed in. All of his disciples were being, were being pushed together by these crowds that were around. And in the midst of that moment, Jesus said to his disciples, hey, like in the, there's people everywhere, need everywhere, people who need healing everywhere. And Jesus said to his disciples, come away with me for a while to a quiet place and let's have a rest. That sounds pretty unlike the Jesus that I, that I think I know, which is available to everyone, there for everyone, happy to serve, happy to heal. He's there. He's only got 33 years on earth in, in a, as a man. Time is short. I feel like taking Jesus aside and just telling him what he should be doing with his time. And But what he says to his disciples is, come away with me and rest. Let's get away from these guys. They're freaking me out. Come away with me to a quiet place. Why would, you be, why would Jesus do that? Maybe he's teaching his disciples that the life of ministry is not all about work, but it's also about rest. So New Year's resolutions. You've made some resolutions. Perhaps you've begun them and you've, you've, you've thought, yes, it's going to be January 1. I'm going to start that new eating thing. I'm going to go keto. I'm doing keto this year, everyone. I did paleo last year. I'm doing keto this year. I'm changing it up. It's going to be a revolution. And then you got to January 1 and you saw all the leftovers from Christmas and you thought it's going to be next week. I'm just going to push it a week. It's all good. It's all good. And then you went to the next week and you had that 
There was that, that thing, that, that family thing that, that you have on at the start of the year and you thought, I'm going to start it next week. Now it's going to be February. February 1, right? That's the time to start your new thing, isn't it? But perhaps it's about what you take away this year than what you put in. Even our bodies itself, physically, we're designed for rest. Do you know that your central nervous system recovers as you sleep? You have a central nervous system that gets impacted by stress, the stresses of life, by physical activity, and it's not while you're awake that your central nervous system recovers. It's while you sleep. Your muscles grow. If you're a runner or you're active or you're an athlete in some way, you think that your muscles are growing as you're running. You know, you're doing that 5K run, and in your head you're like, yeah, this is my muscle. I can just feel them. I can feel the pump. I can feel it. I'm growing. This is all happening right now. But did you know that you're breaking muscle growth down as you run? You're breaking your muscles down, and it's only as you sleep that night that your muscles recover and that they grow. It's only in sleep that, you're, that you have your, the, the, the REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, the part of the life where you dream. Dreaming can only occur in conjunction with rest. Perhaps the dreams for your life, the vision for your year will come as you rest rather than if you just try and work it up and strive your way into the year. 90% of human growth hormone that your body produces is produced at rest, not at work. So even physically tied into the rhythm of our physical bodies is this idea that rest is super duper important for your growth. Perhaps this year it's about taking things away rather than adding things in. I mean, I know it sounds crazy and I'm used to... Um, People, preachers come and telling me about all the extra things that I need to do. But I'm telling you today, maybe you've got to take some things away. So the first thing that I think we could take away is comparison. I'd love it if we could take comparison away this year. If you could remove it from your life. I'm not saying do more of it. I'm saying do less. I'm, t- I'm letting you off the hook. You don't have to compare yourself anymore. All right? Just cheat, cheat the system and stop comparing. Don't do it. Take it away. As a creative person, I'm a chronic comparer. I, I compare myself with everything. As, a, as an 18-year-old, I played in a band with some of my mates and we would stay up late, we'd play a gig and then we'd go back to one of my mates' house and we'd turn on Channel 2 and watch Rage, like late at night. You know that, that TV program, Rage? And we would just, we would watch Rage and we'd poke holes in every single other band that was on telly because, of course, we were way better than them. We were going to take over the world. We were going to, you know, we were going to travel everywhere and record albums and no band could touch our band. We were way, way better than everyone else. Or even at the gig, we'd be standing there, you know, and there's like three people in the crowd plus us and the, and the band's girlfriends. And you're just like standing at the back just saying these, these, all the reasons why that band's like hopeless and why you're the best. Chronic comparer. But comparison will get you into a world of trouble. When you're all of a sudden you're spending money that you don't have or you're spending your reputation that you don't have or you're compromising your integrity because you're trying to keep up 
or you're trying to save face or you're trying to make it work. What if you could do less comparison this year? Just kind of put the blinders on and run in your own lane. Because the more that you compare with what other people are doing, the less you're able to hear the call of God for your own life. And that's what's really important. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 that God has created us as his masterpiece, his poema, his poem. And he's created us to do good works which he prepared in advance for us to walk in. Can you imagine that? God's prepared good works for you in advance for you to walk in this year. Like he set it up. It's a setup for you to walk in. Design good works for you, great things to do to serve people around you, to love people around you in kindness and in goodness. He set it up for you this year. But if you're comparing and checking out what everyone else is doing all the time, you're going to miss that very thing that God's prepared in advance for you to do. I think you could do less comparison this year from one chronic comparer here to perhaps another. I know that for myself, as soon as I get my eyes off and I will start wondering about what everyone else is doing and what everyone else is going to think, all of a sudden I drop the ball. Second thing I think we can do less of this year is independence. You know, we're designed and created to be knitted together in community. We're designed and created to be, to be, uh, to be interdependent. And... Uh, stepping into Lead Discovery Church two years ago was one of, if not the most scariest things that I've ever done in my life. But I tell you what, it is the people that the uh, people who were wiser and more mature than me in our community that have made me feel like I could do it. It wasn't my mates going, "Yeah, Matt, you'll be awesome, go well." It was the it was the more experienced, wiser, um, more mature people in our community who said. Matt, we're going to support you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to love you. And it was those experiences that filled me and Jody with confidence to be able to step into what it is that we're called to step into. You know, a lot of times if you push the care and the concern and the compassion of others away, you'll find yourself alone and, and facing a storm completely by yourself. And if I'm in a storm, I want friends around me. I want people around me to be able to, um, to, be able to care for me, to be able to hold up my arms. I did it last year and I'm doing it this year. One thing I am doing um, as part of my resolution is I take a 10-centimeter square piece of paper and I write down the names of people on that 10-centimeter square who are people who I can, who, who, who are allowed to tell me anything and who can ask me anything. And then after I've written their names down, I ring them up and I say, hey, you made it onto my piece of paper. And most of them are like, yippee, who cares? It's your piece of paper, you know. I prefer to make it somewhere else. And so, you know, it's not that big of a deal. But I say to them, you're allowed to ask me anything. And then we schedule phone calls or catch-ups and they can they speak into my life and they can say hey I've noticed this about you you know why are you being such a jerk you know like and and they're allowed to say that and without me getting upset because I've let them I've given them permission to do that that's about being interdependent it's about me pushing away the idea that I know everything and that I've got it covered and that I don't need any help 
because I do need help. I need, I need so much help, if you only knew. I need so much help. And so I think I'm going, to put, I'm going to let you off the hook this year and say you don't need, like, let's just give up independence this year. Just give it away. Stop flailing against the wind all by yourself. And dive into community because there are some people who've already won those battles who you, perhaps you're sitting next to today. Someone's already had an experience or want a breakthrough in an area of your life that you need and that they can show you how to do it. You don't need to do it. You don't need to find it out for yourself if somebody else has taught, if someone else has already learnt the lesson. And so the third thing that I'd love us to give up, and I get the irony of this one, is because I'm doing it now with just talking. So I get it. <clears throat> I think we can rest from feeling the air with more and more words. Because when we stop so much talking, we actually start to listen. Start to hear what's going on naturally all around us. You can start to tune into the environment that you're in. So much of particularly, uh, particularly modern day media, and not just social media. I mean, social media gets a bad rap. But, um, but regular media that we're all used to ends up being white noise. Just this constant shh in, in our soul. And it makes it very, very difficult to figure out what's, what's God saying in the midst of this. The Bible seems, seems dull. I can't hear the voice of the Lord in my own life because there's this white noise, this constant noise of talking. And a lot of time, for me, it's my own voice. Just this constant talking and I need to stop. It's about doing less, not doing more. See, I'm not asking us this morning to do more things, add more things in. I'm saying take things away. Take comparison away. Take independence. Take away the noise of our voices to be able to tune into and listen to our surroundings. Our communities need us to listen more. Our friends and family need us to listen. Our um, own souls need us to listen. What is it? that your soul is saying, that your spirit is saying. How can we tune into that? Because I think as we do a little bit less, it creates space for you to find out what you really need to do this year in 2020. I'm going to leave us with this passage of Scripture this morning, passage from Matthew 11, where Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart. You'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is here using an agricultural metaphor, which would have been very common in the day to see a couple of big um, oxen or cattle that were strung together or yoked together by a very big strong beam of wood called a yoke. And so they would um, oftentimes, in order to train the younger one, they would yoke up a young one with an older, more experienced um, ox so that the younger one could learn how to pull and how to carry the load with the stronger one. And yet I know who I am if I'm yoked with Jesus 
I know who I am in the arrangement. I know who's doing the work. I know who's carrying the load for me in that time. And it ain't me. When we yoke ourselves with Jesus, we find his strength come to our aid. We find his power come to our aid. And the beautiful thing is then that that young ox at that time thinks that he's doing it all by himself. And you think, look, I'm doing it. Look how much I'm pulling. Look how strong I am. When really it's who I'm yoked to that makes all the difference. So, Father, this morning we want to thank you for the way that you cause us to lie down. You cause us to rest. You cause us to cease from our labour. You cause us to enter into rhythms of Sabbath where we can stop and appreciate that all that you have already done is so very good. You've created new life in us. You've created joy in us. You've created hope in us. You've brought wisdom to us and you've done that all in the person of Jesus. And so this morning, Father, we yoke ourselves to him. We are conscious of his presence in our lives. And we come this morning to say, Jesus, carry the heavy load and help us enter into your rest. In Jesus' name.